Hi, I'm Bryn Reveldi and today's scripture reading comes from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Well, hey, Grace242, we're starting a new series today. And to begin this new series, I want to show you some bumper stickers. For me, when it comes to bumper stickers, I have three reactions. Either I go, yeah, or ugh, or sometimes there's a chuckle. But I'm gonna show you some bumper stickers today, and whoever you're watching this message video with, whether you're on the couch with your family or whether you're in someone's living room at an in-person house church, as I show you the bumper stickers, I want you to tell the people around you whether or not you would put this bumper sticker on your own vehicle. All right, let's watch this montage and tell the people around you whether you'd put this bumper sticker on or not. Now the worst bumper stickers are the ones that are super long like this one. It's dangerous to take your eyes off of the road for that long just to read a bumper sticker. The whole point of bumper stickers is to convey something in a short amount of time because you only have a short amount of time to read it. Bumper stickers are supposed to be a concise statement. Our new series is called Bumper Sticker Belief where we'll be looking at some of the common one-liners from our culture. And I call it bumper sticker belief, but these phrases are everywhere. Not just on bumper stickers, you see these phrases popping up on social media. People post these often. You'll see them in store windows. Sometimes you'll see people put them on signs in their yards. Since we're constantly being exposed to these mantras, I want to scrutinize them according to scripture. Today we're looking at the phrase, love is love, and I think this one is especially timely given that our culture has demanded worship at the rainbow altar throughout the month of June. Regardless, today we're looking at this phrase, love is love. So what does love is love mean? What do people mean when they post love is love? Shortly after the 2016 election, 100 people gathered in Manhattan, New York for the Love and Equality Rally. A writer asked several people at the rally how they defined the phrase love is love. This woman answered, love is love means being able to love my wife in public 
indoors and outdoors, to not hide our love, to be able to hold hands, to stay married and not live in fear that our rights and our marriage will be revoked, being able to love my wife freely. Another woman at the rally said, love is love no matter what type of adversity we're going to face, we're going to be together. This movement is one of unity. It just seems like generation after generation we have to fight the same oppression. You have elitists, bigots, and racists. But at the same time, we've also had freedom riders, civil rights activists. You still have the people willing to fight for one another and protecting human rights. That's what love is love is, and it doesn't matter what face it comes from. When asked what love is love meant, Rebecca Foles responded with a story about how she never gave up on her dreams to become an occupational therapist. She sustained an injury and people told her she could never become a therapist and despite the odds, she went through 12 years of therapy and schooling and today she's been an occupational therapist for 20 years. Shirley Herman said, here I am, 75, who's been with my partner for 44 years. I thought the world had really changed and people got used to differences. I think love is love is the opposition. We gotta get over it. We gotta feel empathy. We gotta feel connection with our neighbors, and the reality is, we're all different. But out of all the answers, I think Angelique Kennedy gave the most comprehensive and succinct answer. She said, Love is love means to me that we all should be able to love how we want, and there's nothing wrong with any kind of love. Love is going to save our planet. I'm grateful for this article because it gives people who stand by the phrase love is love a platform to define what they mean when they say love is love. And what I want you to notice is that everyone's definition is different. When humans get to define love for themselves, there are lots of different definitions. When humans define love, it's wide open. Everyone is going to come up with something different. What I want us to see is that when humans define love, there are no boundaries. I knew it was only a matter of time before I would be able to reference this in a sermon. Way back in March, at the beginning of the pandemic, a Netflix show was catapulted to fame, I think simply out of people's boredom. That show was Tiger King. The show is full of cringy, unbelievable, crazy moments. But I think one of the most cringy moments was the wedding footage where Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, who was already married to John Finley at the time, brought Travis Maldonado into the marriage as well. And then in the same show is this other character, Doc Antle, who has at least three women in his life and describes himself as polyamorous. He wears a wedding band, but yet he claims no spouse. I just learned about Woody Allen's cringy love life. Woody Allen was in a 12-year relationship with Mia Farrow where they had one biological child and two adopted children together. Mia Farrow also had five other children, one of them named Soon Yi Previn. While in the relationship with Mia, Woody began a romantic relationship with Soon Yi when she was around 20 years old. The relationship was made public in 1992 and as a precursor to Love is Love, Allen famously said, the heart wants what the heart wants. There's an evil organization called NAMBLA which stands for North American Man-Boy Love Association. Thankfully, thus far, they've been unsuccessful at making inroads to cultural acceptance. But this group continues to lobby for the decriminalization of pedophilia. 
And I want to pause here just to ask, are any of these okay? Are any of these above examples permissible? Are any of these examples that I've just shown you okay because, well, after all, love is love? But even the secular world cringes at the Woody Allen thing. Huffington Post ran an article entitled, The Heart Wants What the Heart Wants, The Damaging Societal Message Exposed by Dylan Farrow's Brave Stand. It's almost as if the secular world innately knows there are some types of love that are not okay. But if love is love, then shouldn't all of this be okay? If love is love, then who are we to speak out against any form of love? I show you this to illustrate that when you leave humans to define love, the definition is going to be as varied as the number of humans defining it. It's no wonder that when asked what love is love meant, the writer at that rally received so many different responses. If humans are the ones defining love, there are no boundaries. But humans don't get to define what love is. God defines what love is. And I want to take the rest of this message to contrast God's definition of love with humanity's definition of love. So how does God define love? Number one, God is love. Look at 1 John 4 verse 8. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. When John says God is love, he is saying that God is love in his very essence. Commentator Grant Osborne says, When John writes God is love, he is giving the reader the clearest, briefest, most comprehensive expression possible of the nature of God. God is love in his very nature. Not only is God love in his very nature, but number two, humans can't define love because we don't know what love is outside of God. John says in verse 7, Love comes from God. And then in verse 10, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And then a few verses later in verse 19, John says, We love because He first loved us. God defines love first because He is love, and second because we don't know what love is outside of Him. The only reason we know what love is is because God loved us first. I remember being a freshman in college at Moody Bible Institute and I had to take this introductory theological course called The Church and Its Doctrines. And that course was taught by Dr. David Finkbeiner. And Dr. Finkbeiner looked exactly how you would expect someone with the last name Finkbeiner to look. But I did really poorly in the class because I had never thought this way before. When you have a theology class, you're largely dealing with the metaphysical and the nature of reality. And I had not been taught or had not had to think that way ever before in my life. And so here I am, this freshman in college, and now I'm, gonna, I'm having to think theologically, metaphysically, and I had never thought that way before. And so now I'm stepping onto a playing field that just a month before I had no idea even existed. It took becoming a freshman at Moody and having to take that course for me to even realize there was this whole other world out there that I had not yet been introduced to. In the same way, we don't even have a category for love without God. The only reason why we know what love is is because God first loved us. The only reason why we know love is because God introduced us to love by showing us what love is. God defines love by His very nature and by showing us what love is. So, how does God show us what love is? 
John says in verses 9 and 10, God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God shows us what love is in Jesus and in His sacrifice on the cross. In Jesus, God shows us that love is giving of yourself for the other. In Jesus, God shows us that love is sacrifice. In Jesus, God shows us that love is selflessness. Verse 10 of John 4 says, This is real love. He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is love. That when we were separated from God and dead in our sins, God sent His only Son, Jesus, to become a sacrifice on the cross for us so that we could be brought back to God. This is God's definition of love. Number one, that God is love in His very essence. Number two, that we can't know what love is outside of God. And number three, that love is self-sacrifice. So how does God's definition of love contrast with the world's definition? And furthermore, how can we live into John's command in verse 7 to love one another? We'll cover that in part two of this message next week.